Hello and welcome to another podcast of Father and Joe. I am Joe Rocky here with Father Boniface Hicks. And Father, we recognize that today's episode is going to be released the, the day before Ash Wednesday. And we also recognize that our audience doesn't always listen to it on Tuesdays. In fact, many times our podcast, based upon the data, is almost binged, like a Netflix episode where people will go back in time and listen to, to a series of them all in, in one sitting, which we are not criticizing that. We, we appreciate that, that you listen to it. But what today's episode is going to focus upon is Lent. And going off of what we discussed in the previous episode, that there is a difference between our identities and our behaviors, and that that is something that we want to address. So as we have these conversations about saying that there's things that are wrong in our lives, it doesn't necessarily mean that we as individuals are bad or unfixable or corrupt or anything like that means that we have actions or tendencies that need to be corrected. So I wanted to start with that theme coming over from last week's episode into here, because I think that many of us have had that impression before, that because we have a weakness in one capacity of our life somewhere or another, that it can bleed over into thinking that just makes you a bad person overall, when in fact it doesn't. So I wanted to, to start with that as the groundwork as we have a conversation about what Lent is and, you know, Lent's many things, but one of the things that I've always felt that it is, is it's an opportunity to correct some bad aspects from a faith perspective. You know, as an American culture, we try to, we often use New Year's as a situation to correct health issues, mostly overweight or not exercising or something. And Lent really is the spiritual side of this. What is our actions affecting other people and affecting our own spiritual lives and a chance to look at those actions? And sometimes we don't like what we see and sometimes we do like what we see, but either way, knowing that that doesn't ruin our identity as a citizen of God, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yes, St. Benedict in his chapter on Lent in the, the rule that he wrote for, for monks, which has a lot of wisdom for everybody, says the life of a monk should be a continuous Lent. But since few of us have the strength for this, let us at least take this the time in this holy season to purify the excesses that build up over other times. And it's a He's, he's such a realist and it's such a beautiful perspective that, you know, we tend to, we tend to slack off and there's a, a time that we need to, or we tend to wander, I suppose. Uh, and, and there's a time that we need to kind of bring our attention back and begin again and maybe take it a step deeper this time and just take stock of our lives and allow some, some room for, for purification, for deeper devotion. And St. Benedict advises uh, cutting out negative speech, advises uh, reading uh, a book, advises some additional prayer and sacrifices that we offer for others. And generally, the Catholic tradition has identified those three axes of uh, discipleship, prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. And to remember that prayer is about our relationship with God. 
Fasting is all of those different dimensions of our relationship with ourselves, what we're stuffing into our bodies or how we're, how we're taking care of ourselves, maybe letting some things go, purifying our, our tastes, resensitizing ourselves to good things. And then uh, almsgiving, which we often associate with money, but the word alm is really mercy. It comes from the word for mercy in Greek. So I think mercy giving is a better way to express that. That could be money, but uh, mercy giving would be much broader than that. Making acts of mercy, works of mercy, both corporal, uh, bodily, and spiritual works of mercy. And so uh, when you said it's a time for a spiritual purification, uh, that's a fine way to express it as long as we understand spiritual in the broadest sense, like our spiritual life goes into everything in our lives. Um, not as opposed to bodily purification, which it also very well could be, or not as opposed to bodily works of mercy, which it also very much could include. But uh, prayer, fasting, and mercy giving are three different axes that we take on for Lent. And to tie back into our conversation from last week, we talked about the difference between identity and behavior. Behavior follows identity and uh, we want to make sure that our behavior is following our identity. A lot of times that requires solidifying our identity first, remembering who we are as children of God. Lent really focuses on Easter. Easter is the reason for Lent. Lent is the 40 days before Easter. So it's a preparation time for Easter. Easter is the time for baptism. Easter is the time that we are incorporated into the life of Christ. And so that's when we become sons and daughters of God, because we are baptized into Christ's relationship with the Father. We are baptized into his sonship. And so our identity derives from Easter. We are Christians. We are children of God because of Easter, because Christ rose and he extended his eternal life to us in uh, in the sacraments. And so remembering our identity. Now, originally a Lent was a preparation for baptism. Uh, all those catechumens who were entering into the church spent that 40 days in a final moral purification to be ready for baptism and uh, receive as much as possible in, in the sacrament itself, but just be ready for a new life, a change of life. But it's knowing already that they're called to baptism and trying to prepare for that as best as possible. And so it's really already having an identity uh, as pre-baptized, as catechumens, and then having that identity being rooted in that identity, immersed in it, baptized in it at the, at the Easter vigil. So uh, behavior follows identity. And uh, from our identity as children of God, then we say, well, I want to live that out as best as possible. How can I live that out better? And there's a good chance to take a little inventory of our lives. Where are some areas that I've just uh, not really paid enough attention? Um, you know, I gave the example in our last podcast of a, understandably, but a, a father who maybe loses his temper on his child. And that, that can really hurt a small child, especially really any child, if the father is not paying attention, is just giving free reign to his anger. And maybe that's an area to look at. How much of 
what we justify as correction is really about venting. It's really about blowing off my my frustrations and taking them out of my child, you know, or or looking at our certainly our indulgent behaviors. Am I really putting the Lord in the center, or am I kind of working Him into the corners of my life? Um, am I numbing my pain? Am I running away from my problems? Am I avoiding things that I really need to face? You know, there are a lot of different ways that we can end up um, having, allowing sinful patterns to become a regular part of our lives. And how much television do I watch? There's a, there's a great program called Exodus 90, which establishes a, a number of forms of prayer and penance, and then also interpersonal connection, as you, you always do it in a group. And they have a Lenten version. Exodus 90 started back in January, early January, the, the third or something like that. Um, but they, they also are ramping up a, an intense short version of Exodus 90 for those who are starting at Lenten time. And it's things like taking cold showers, uh, not drinking alcohol, not watching news and sports, um, not using the internet except for work, uh, so not surfing Facebook or whatever, all of the kind of social media, taking cold showers, uh, that always gets people's attention, fasting two days a week, uh, making an hour of prayer every day, praying the rosary every day, um, and then also meeting with a group to hold each other accountable and then meeting with one person in particular that uh, they really, really journey together. And that interpersonal dimension is so important for us because, again, it helps to reinforce the identity as we're correcting behaviors. The danger is always to think that if I carry out certain behaviors, that determines my identity. In other words, if I do good, then I'll be loved. But it's because I am loved, then I can do good. We, we get it exactly backwards. Uh, and so the, the group connections and conversations can really reinforce identity as the men are, uh, and it is a program for men. There's another program called Fiat 90, which is far less popular. But uh, anyway, Exodus 90 is for men. And the men hold each other accountable and, and are merciful to each other as well as they admit, you know, yeah, I just broke down. I really wanted to have a glass of wine or I just really wanted to watch the Super Bowl. And they do have ways that you can give each other permission to do certain things on special occasions. But again, it drives a level of accountability together with a level of mercy that reinforces identity and leads toward uh, correcting and, and uh, perfecting, I suppose, behavior. So those are, anyway, just uh, different, some different ways to look at some of these Lenten practices to get them in the right setting to look at them from the right perspective, that it's not about achieving a bunch of stuff so that I can earn God's love. It's about recognizing how God loves me and therefore wanting to be better as a response to that love. Yeah. And, and going off of that, there's so many practical elements that, that come from that. And just starting with the foundation that we get reversed so often that I have to do this to be able to feel love and attention. And, you know, I think that that's something that, you know, children don't have this core concept that identity and behavior are different. And since we all were children at one point, 
it's very common to have it intertwined and, and you know wrong like a rope instead of having two separate strands have them all mixed together you know because you think about it you get yelled at when you do something wrong and then that makes you sad so therefore you think you're a bad person but you're also having the intellect of a three-year-old and as, as we kind of unravel this and look at this from an adult oftentimes we don't go back to this bedrock that our identity and our actions are not the same thing and that thought process and going through that inherently is liberating yes there are some things that you just need to do to be a good functioning person you know that there's a natural law of things that you need to do to be able to survive well on this planet as a person but that doesn't mean that you're a bad you're bad as an individual if you mess something up yes there will be consequences if you for instance try to go a week and a half without water you're gonna feel bad period that's a natural law you need to drink water if you don't drink water bad things happen um so we look at this and i, I wanted to to really kind of separate that because i think that as a developmental standpoint i think that many people struggle with that and as we venture into the world of of people thinking that down upon themselves or, or they get very negative places looking at it from a different perspective i think that this has a lot to do with that to recognize that you can still love someone but want to have them have different actions and i think that that's very important to to address and on that lines i was thinking of of something that, that you were saying there about about the works of mercy and how we can address those and going back to the example you gave in our last episode that there are so many different personality types and how there's an inherent problem when we try to just intellectually relate with someone else because as you were saying each personality has some core defining traits that we just feel in our essence you know to some people organization is one of them and to an organized person who's feeling that in their essence trying to mentally put themselves in someone else's shoe that doesn't have that you're not going to be able to get that feeling part right you might be able to intellectually do it um and i wanted to to use this conversation as we entering lent because part of lent inherently there's judgment involved starting with self-judgment what am i doing right what am i doing wrong and for many people once the judgment train starts to chugging it starts blending into everyone else looking at everyone else critically and i wanted to before we really start letting the judgment train go into the rest of our lives to think about that to think about how their identities are different and that doesn't make them you know bad people as we move forward here and as a potential thought of mercy is to really try to to go into those other spaces and you gave the example of that exodus group there that some of those actions that jolt you out cold showers abandoning things that you know that aren't beneficial in your life actively giving yourself some suffering by fasting for for a period of time you know those types of actions that jar you from going through the 
malaise of life, if you will, will inherently have you look at things. And I wanted to, to just kind of poke that out as an idea. One of the things to look at could be how other people are and try to be able to relate better to them, which also will make you a better person is going through the, the theme of relationships that we've discussed so many times. So I, I want to make sure that I'm going down the right route and that I'm also not derailing your thought either. Because in my mind, they, they kind of flow together. And I want to make sure that I'm not trying to take your energy and put it in a different direction. Well, just in terms of, uh, you, you mentioned the judgment train. I like that, uh, you know, we do uh, start to maybe put on a little bit of a, a critical perspective if we're trying to see where the areas that I need to grow or correct my own behavior. And then that can flow over into correcting other people's behavior. And some people might be more inclined to do that. We do tend to treat others this the, the way or look at others, you know, judge others as we judge ourselves. And so uh, it's good to be aware of that. The, the thing is, we there are a number of things that make those uh, judgments problematics. For one thing, in terms of comparison, we may look around and say, oh, this person is so whatever. We tend to judge the best of someone else's external behavior with the worst of our internal behavior. And that's an unfair comparison. And different personalities, again, are more inclined to do that in different ways. The more melancholic personalities tend to, you know, see the, well, anyway, they, you know, might see, oh, this person is doing this so well, and I'm just doing all of these things so badly and make these really negative judgments. We can also reverse that polarity. Some people are more inclined to make themselves the hero of all of their stories and see everyone else as the obstacle. And, and that's where we're also a danger then is judging someone's internal state based on their external behavior. Like we talked about a little before, someone is late and we presume that it was intentional, that they could have been on time. They chose to be late because they disrespect us. That's judging their motives and intentions. And we don't really, we don't actually have access to that. We, we don't fully have access to our own motives and intentions. Sometimes we surprise ourselves. Why did I do that? We think. So we certainly don't have access to other people's motives and intentions, and we want to stay away from judging their motives and intentions other than to give them the benefit of the doubt. We're, we tend to be very good at making excuses for ourselves. We know exactly. I know exactly why I was late. I was doing this, and that was important, and I was doing this, and that was important, and I know the thing that I'm showing up for. I know the person I'm talking with, and I have all these reasons why it was okay for me to be late. When somebody else is late, we presume the worst intentions rather than saying, well, they probably misunderstood or they probably got the invitation late or they probably ran into traffic on the way or they, you know, whatever, had computer problems and couldn't log into Zoom. Uh, if we could make excuses for others more readily, that would also help us out. And if we could make excuses for others half as well as we make excuses for ourselves, um, that would really be a, a work of charity. And then simply to ask questions like, why were you late? Was everything okay? You know, and then find out for sure. Well, I was negligent or I forgot or whatever. There may be more better or, or worse reasons, but we should at least respect the person enough to give them a chance to explain their own reasons rather than us 
putting on them the worst possible interpretation. In the letter of St. Paul to Titus, chapter 3, he says, Speak evil of no one. Avoid quarreling. Be gentle. Show perfect courtesy toward all men. And those, uh, those different attitudes would be great ones to take up for Lent. Speak evil of no one. Avoid quarreling. Be gentle and show perfect courtesy toward all men. If we took on those attitudes and really strove for those, uh, we wouldn't get there by the end of Lent. Uh, It's really a high standard, but it would set us off in the right direction. And we would find that we end up being a lot more gentle with ourselves as well, uh, less critical, less self-condemning, less uh, uh, self-hating, and we would have a lot more peace in our hearts. So, um, yeah, I think uh, attitude-wise, those are those are some useful things to bring into Lent. Those are some useful things to be careful about in terms of uh, of making judgments, even of ourselves and and certainly of others. And as you think of that, I, I I'm drawn to whatever we hear standards like that, and people can think. If you do an analogy here, say that's a car, a race car that, that's that's going 200 miles an hour. I, there's no way I'd be able to to get going that fast. Well, simply starting and turning your car on and just driving down the street is putting you in a better situation than you were. So you might not be able to get to ending all quarreling overnight, but you can lessen it or shorten it. And focusing on that every day. Like there, there are people who literally get in fights every single day and it's intentional or not. It just happens. But focusing on just shortening them, making them less intense, and then inevitably you wear down it and the fights just stop and, and, and things work better. And if we can look at each one of those categories you just gave and just try to focus on them to say no evil, to, to, to check ourselves. To, to realize things were coming out of our mouths and, and to stop. Realize things that were typing into the ether and stop and just not hit send. And, and things that, you know, you're not going to, you, you might not pitch a perfect game for, for a long period of time, but just win this hour and then win next hour. And, and if you mess up, then you know what? There's going to be an hour next. And just focus upon winning mm-hmm. this hour and doing those things there. And then for some people, they will get up to going 200 miles an hour and, and getting close to be able to strive that for long periods of time. But some of us are only going to get to 30 miles an hour. But that's still a whole lot better than having the car off and not trying. So as we can think of that as, as an action step moving forward in the next week, just to, to essentially win this hour. And when things are hard, you know, you've always given the answer of, Stop and pray. That will help things. And um, to, to think of that moving forward as, as we begin Lent and as we're moving forward through life, because as you said in the beginning here, we should be called to act like this always, um, not just during Lent. And again, if you guys are listening to this episode on the Tuesday, it's released great. If you're listening to it in the middle of August, it's still as applicable then as it is now. 
So we thank everyone for listening. We thank everyone for continuing to tell people and helping us grow. We thank you for continuing the efforts, and we'll be with you again next week.